0: This episode is brought to you by the 5-Day Money Challenge. Get your stuff together with money and increase your confidence in just five days. Save your seat at WhitneyHanson.com slash moneychallenge and join in on the fun. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds Podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hanson, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. Money is a very interesting topic. It tends to bring up a ton of emotions for us. Now, here's the thing. I really do believe that in our lives, we do everything in our lives, either for our dreams or for other people. Now, sometimes the doing things for other people piece can be a good thing where maybe we're doing things for other people. We're giving to charities. We're really helping give back in that capacity. And sometimes it's meaning we do things for other people in spite of what we believe is best for us. So we're living for other people is another way of saying that. And I think that this comes up a lot for everybody. It's not a unique problem. I think we've all been there before where we are just a little bit unsure of what specifically we want our lives to look like. And sometimes we lean on other people to get inspiration. Now that's okay. But occasionally we need to remind ourselves that when we're looking at other people for inspiration, we have to remind ourselves that they are in a very different life than we are. Their path is very different than ours. And if we aren't careful, a lot of times that living for other people can show up as financial jealousy. Now, financial jealousy is when you are envious or jealous of somebody else's life. It can be something small, like, oh, they got a new car and I'm still driving a clunker or they upgraded their house and I'm still in the exact same one or they're taking a sweet vacation. Why can't I take a vacation? It's been years. It comes up in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it's competitiveness. I find that a lot of financial jealousy really does manifest in competitiveness where we feel like we have to compete with everybody. I don't know why. Instead of just being happy and celebrating where other people are, it really does cause a lot of issues sometimes. Let's dive into a quick definition of what jealousy actually is. I always like to go back to what is the actual definition of this word. Jealous means Hostile toward a rival or one believed to enjoy an advantage. So, if we're going with that definition and we throw in financial, it's when somebody is hostile toward a rival or one believed to enjoy a financial advantage. So if that's what we're using as our definition for financial jealousy, I think we can see how that competitiveness or that rivalry can really manifest in a not so great way and can truly affect not just your relationship with that person, but your relationship with yourself. It really takes away a lot of your ability to be proud of yourself to feel like, Hey, I'm doing the right things for my life. It removes that ability when we have that spirit of competitiveness, almost to a fault. So that's what financial jealousy is. Now let's talk for a second about how that typically shows up. So with financial jealousy, it generally shows up through triggers Triggers are one of the greatest things to really pay attention to because if anything triggers you, there's something there and triggers are not always a bad thing either. Sometimes these triggers are really great. It's that little spark, that catalyst that makes you want to do better with your life. It's that little thing that's in the back of your head that says, you know what? they can do it. So can I triggers can be a really, really good motivator for some of us, but not for everybody. Sometimes triggers are those things that show up in your life. And instead of inspiring you and motivating you, it makes you feel like crap. It makes you feel like you're not good enough. Like you're not doing enough. You're not even enough as a person, those triggers can be very, very interesting. Now, I don't think triggers are something to ignore because I think no matter what, they're always going to come up and we're going to talk about what to do about it and how you can actually start to shift this spirit of financial jealousy into financial celebration. But ultimately you have to be aware that triggers are normal and the better you can get at identifying your triggers, maybe it's social media, maybe it's a too long of a phone call with one of your siblings or your family members, whatever your trigger is, pay attention to when that shows up. But more than anything, write down the feelings of inadequacy. That's the piece that shows up the most. If you feel inadequate when a trigger shows up in your life and it starts to make you feel a little financially jealous, it's not something you should ignore, but that feeling of inadequacy when we can't do things our family or friends can do, that's the trigger and that's the part to pay attention to because ultimately what you're inherently saying when you get upset that your friends or family are doing amazing things and you can't is that they shouldn't have the ability to do it if you can't. Now in your heads, I know if you said that out loud, there's no way you would believe that. There's absolutely no way you would agree that nobody else should have any fun with money. Like we, Nobody believes that. But for some reason, when we get in our heads and we don't say this stuff out loud and we just let it fester and man, like just grow over time, what we eventually do is we start to get resentful towards people we really care about. And instead of being excited for them and celebrating their successes and their wins, we get jealous. We make it mean something about ourselves. And that is is a huge downward spiral. Nobody wins in that situation. You feel like crap. It ruins your relationship with friends and family. They feel like they cannot do anything awesome without you being upset. It's a really big issue. And so the first step is just to start to understand that those triggers are normal and they're always going to be there. You cannot get rid of your family. I mean, you can, but you probably don't want to. You can get rid of social media. There's ways that you can put barriers in place between you and those triggers so that it doesn't affect you negatively. But if it's with a relationship, that's just something you're going to have to work through. And I think talking out loud really helps you see how ridiculous it actually is when you're jealous of somebody else. Another way that financial jealousy shows up is when we try to hide our financial situation and we get ourselves in a really bad situation by not being honest with what we can and can't afford. So let me break this down a little bit more. Let's say you have a friend that loves to go eat out and you guys like to go to the fanciest restaurants there are. And maybe every single time you go out with this friend, it's easily a $60 or $70 meal. And it's cool for a little while until you decided you wanted to better your life. You want to pay off your debt. You want to invest more money. You're saving for this new house. It's just not in your budget anymore to do the same thing. So instead of just being honest with your friend and saying, yo, dude, I can't afford to go out to eat at these places all the time. I would love, love, love to be there but I can't actually afford it right now. I have other priorities I'm working on. When we try to hide that and we don't tell our friends or family this stuff that we're working on, when we don't say our financial situation is this and it's not in my cards, we start to get resentful. We start to feel like, oh my gosh, they get to do it all and I can't. They have a great house and I'm saving up for mine, but I can't afford to save for a great house and still go out to eat and spend $70 each meal. I just can't do it. And instead of just being honest with your friend about that and letting them know this is my situation, we let that fester. We keep it inside and for some stupid reason, I don't know why we do this. We think that if we don't talk about it, it's gonna just magically go away. That's not true. Anything you don't talk about, anything you try to suppress will really start to take over your life and your thoughts and your feelings and that is incredibly unhealthy. But here's the good news. It's in our control. So remember a while back in this podcast I talked about one of my mentors is Burt Castillo. I love her podcast. It's called The Life Coach School. I'm part of her life coaching program and I'm a huge fan. I've learned so so much. But one of the thought work models that she shares is that your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your actions, and ultimately your actions create your results. So if you don't like the result that you're getting, you don't need to change your action yet. You actually just need to go back to that thought. What's the thought that you initially have that triggers that whole model? It's really interesting because I think a lot of times with financial jealousy, it's very important to understand the thought that you have. So that thought of my friend can always go out to eat and have great things financially and I can't, that triggers a feeling. The feeling is inadequacy maybe. Maybe you feel like I'm just not good enough. I don't have enough. So instead of having a healthy feeling about that, of like, wow, that's really inspirational that she can do that. I can also do that, which could also lead to a feeling of empowerment. We choose to have negative thoughts, which lead to negative feelings. And then from a negative feeling, yeah, no doubt, we're going to just choose some crappy actions. We're not going to take actions from a place of love and abundance and support for our friends when you feel bad. When you feel bad about your life, usually your actions will follow that. And ultimately, the result that you have is that you feel like crap, you're financially jealous, and it's ruining your relationship with your friend. When all of this could be avoided by changing the thought that we have. So why I share this with you is because the only thing we have control of in our lives is our thoughts and our actions. That is it. We have control over how we act and what we do. Literally, that's it. So, if we understand that, if we truly get that we have control over all of our responses, that nobody is responsible for the way we feel except for ourselves, it's such a freeing thing because you can start to break for, away from that jealousy and that envy and that feeling of like, oh, they have everything and I don't. That comes from a deep rooted place of scarcity. And it's an option. That's the cool thing. So it doesn't happen overnight. I understand that this type of thought work takes a long time and honestly is probably a lifelong process. I find that a lot of people are really naturally very supportive of others. It's super cool. They can just support others no matter what, and that's their natural disposition. But that's not everybody. If you feel like you struggle with being super, super supportive because you've dealt with jealousy and it causes tension in your life, this is something you're going to have to work at a little extra hard. Like it's going to take some more time and you just have to give yourself grace. So now that we've talked a little bit about what financial jealousy is and how it shows up, we can actually start creating a plan for combating this for having a good system that doesn't make us feel like crap and allows us to still celebrate other people. One of the best ways to really combat financial jealousy is quite simple. It's focusing on your own life. Anytime you start to get overwhelmed, anytime you start to feel like a sense of lack or not enoughness, the best thing that you can do, and I seriously mean this in any area of your life but especially with your finances, the best thing you can do is get outside of yourself. Quit focusing on what you don't have and focus on what you do have. You have some incredible things. Yes, your life isn't perfect. Nobody's is. Even people that have ridiculous amounts of money still have to go through their own struggles too. So money is not the solution. And if you understand that money is not necessarily going to bring you happiness, you can start to really refocus your attention on what you currently have. The best way to do this is through a gratitude journal gratitude is the best thing you can do for yourself, hands down. The way this works is a little bit different. So gratitude is not necessarily just having this running list of, I'm thankful for my dog. I'm thankful for my partner. I'm thankful for my house. Like that's cool. And that's fine. And if you have never practiced gratitude, a lot of us start there, myself included, but there's actually a better way to practice gratitude. What I want you to do is if you write down, I'm grateful for my partner, I want you to go deeper I don't want you just to stop there. I want you to actually think about why are you truly grateful for them? Think about the feelings that that person makes you feel. I'm grateful for my partner. They make me feel so supportive in my life. And I feel like I always have somebody on the same page and on my team. That is a very, very different sentiment than, yo, I'm grateful for my partner. They're cool. Do you see what I mean? So if you can get a little bit deeper into the feelings behind your gratitude, it's so much easier. Now, here's another thing too. A lot of times when we think about gratitude, especially if you're dealing with financial jealousy, this naturally comes up. I know this, I've experienced this. I totally get it. And I speak from a place of love. I've been there before and I have started to work through it myself. So I am speaking from a place of, I get it, not a place of shaming you. But what I find is a lot of times when we are so focused on what we don't have, it's very, very difficult to have more things in your life. It's really hard because we're not really focused on all the good things. So we don't see the good things. Makes sense, right? When you're not looking for it, you're not going to see it. But another thing that really does come up with this financial jealousy is this feeling of if I'm content, that means that I can't have more. And that is so far from the truth. So there's a concept called wanting from a place of abundance instead of a place of scarcity. This helps so much with financial jealousy. I promise you it does. So one of the ways that this shows up is let's say you want a new house. I always use that as an example. I don't know why. I think it's because most of us are usually a little bit house motivated, let's say, especially in COVID, man, that's all we're doing is spending time at home. Let's be real. But let's say that's the example we're going to go with. You want a new house. Now, every day you wake up, you get out of bed, you brush your teeth, you go downstairs and you make a cup of coffee. And when you're making your coffee, you look around your house and you are saying, I hate this house. There's not enough space. My kitchen's too small. I don't even have a coffee pot in my pantry with an outlet. I wish I had that. That's actually for me. I really do wish I had that. That'd be really cool. Right. But I don't have these things now immediately that can trigger a sense of this house is not enough this house isn't good enough it's not big enough my kids are all on top of each other we don't have enough space i want a different house now there is absolutely nothing wrong with wanting a different house but let's rephrase this a little bit what if instead you were wanting from a place of abundance so that could be totally different you wake up you brush your teeth you go downstairs Yes, your kitchen may not be your dream kitchen or your perfect kitchen, but when you're making your coffee, you're looking around your house and you're saying, you know what? I really do love my house. I love it. It's not perfect, but I really love it. It is exactly what I need for right now. And you know what? I love this house and it's okay for me to want another house too. It's a very, very different spirit, right? You can just feel it in your soul. It feels different. It hits home very differently, no pun intended. But when you want from a place of abundance, like, Hey, I have enough. Everything in my life is more than enough right now. And I can still want more. There is nothing wrong with that. But when you're constantly wanting from a place of lack of, Oh my gosh, I don't have enough of this. This is never good enough. My backyard sucks. It's not what I want. My car is old. It's clunky. It's got 150,000 miles on it. I don't want this car anymore. It's not good enough. It's a very different sentiment. And that does definitely manifest in different ways. One of the first ways that that shows up in our lives, if we don't get control and we, if we don't learn to want from a place of abundance, is that we will make really stupid purchases that do not serve our lives. We'll make very impulsive purchases too this is something that's so common. We see this all the time. Somebody's car has some car issues. And instead of just being rational and saying, yeah, that sucks, but I can just go have my car fixed and it's cheaper than a new car. We immediately say this car is unreliable. No matter what, it's not worth fixing. I'm just going to go finance a brand new car. And then pretty soon you have that same sentiment about your car later because buying the new car, that's not going to fix any of the problems. Buying the new house isn't going to fix the problems. Paying off all your debt still not going to fix your problems. The problems is we aren't content with what we currently have. So that attitude of gratitude is something that is so important to start to cultivate. And remember that attitude of gratitude really starts with the feeling behind what you're grateful for. You have to dig a little bit deeper. So when you're saying your gratitudes, go deeper and start to feel the feelings of why you're so happy here. True story. For a while, I was really looking into my house and I was not very happy with it. This was a, like, I think maybe five or six years ago. I was not happy with my flooring, my carpets. It was a rental. So the carpets were totally trashed. Everything was just, it looked run down. It felt run down. My backyard was terrible. They had a dog and it they just did not take care of it. That's another story. We'll have to do another podcast on that at some point. But ultimately, I wasn't very happy with the house. And so I had this moment where I tried to sell my house. And it would not sell like blows my mind because today it would sell in like two days. But at that time in the market, the house was not moving. It was sat for sale for almost six months. You guys, it was crazy. Now, during this time I was house shopping and you better believe all of the houses I were looking at were way cooler, way better, way nicer than my house. They just were, they were newer, they were bigger, they were cooler. They were more modern. They had everything that I thought I wanted. Now, here's what I started to understand is I could take a loss on my house or take a very, very small profit, or I could reframe the way I feel about the house. Yeah, the house isn't what I wanted. There's a lot that is not quite exactly what I want with my house that I still live in today. But what if I started to say, how do I make this a place that I feel comfortable with and I am happy with in the meantime? How can I start to appreciate this more? Not how do I get rid of this as fast as possible? How do I appreciate it more? So one of the ways that we did this was we said, instead of putting money towards another house, what if we just started to remodel? What if we put in laminate floors all downstairs? What if we redid our kitchen? What if I built a fireplace? That was one of my gripes with the is It didn't have a fireplace. And so I started to slowly fix up the house to make it a place where I was comfortable and I was happy. Yes, it wasn't my dream home, but it was enough to make me feel okay. In the meantime, that was so pivotal for me, you guys. Because that attitude of gratitude extended out further, I started to really appreciate my outside surroundings. I would look outside and I still, to this day, I feel so blessed. I have the most beautiful sunsets ever. I seriously do. I really do believe that. And I started to just appreciate my sunsets. I'd drink half a glass of wine, sit on my patio, enjoy the sunset and really say every single night, wow, I'm so lucky. I love my home. This is so great. If I would have bought a different home, I wouldn't have had this view. It started as a home that I didn't care about. It even triggered a lot of financial jealousy at that time. I was looking around, a lot of people were getting amazing homes. A lot of my friends were buying their first places, and they were really cool places. And I was looking at mine and thinking, this is not enough. And when I started to really appreciate the home, my entire life shifted. When I started to get content around what I currently had, that's when I started to feel more fulfilled and happier with what I currently had. It seems like super cliche, I know, but a lot of times fixing financial jealousy does come down to appreciating what you already have and essentially counting your blessings. Now, another way to combat financial jealousy is getting to the root of why something is bothering you. And what I usually find is for a lot of us, We're usually bothered by the things that we want and don't currently have. So if we want something and we don't currently have it, therefore we feel like other people shouldn't have it either. They should be in the trenches suffering with us. Again, we would never directly say this. It seems crazy to say out loud, but essentially when we have that jealous attitude, that's exactly what we're saying. They have it. It's unfair. I don't have it either. I wish they didn't have it too. But instead of having that attitude of not enoughness or somebody else shouldn't have nice things that they work hard for, what if instead you got to the root of why that is bothering you? What specifically about your friend getting a new car is so upsetting to you? Why? Is it because you're unhappy with your car? Is it because you know your friend financed that and you're still working your butt off trying to pay off debt and you think it's unfair because you're in the trenches trying to do the right thing for your finances and they're out there making bad mistakes and feeling as if they're being rewarded for that? I mean, legit, we've all been there before. I know it's very, very common and very normal. That's why I'm doing an episode about this. But the more clear you can get on the root of why something is bothering you, the better you can approach your life. Now, remember when I said earlier, the best thing to do is just mind your own business and keep your eyes on your own lane. It's kind of true. In this case, when you get to the root of why something is bothering you, that you feel not enoughness from something, get to that very, very root and then start working on that area of your life. If you feel like it's the car example, and that's really what is bothering you, that somebody has a nicer car and you're driving a clunker. Cool. Start saving up some money. Buy yourself a different car at some point when it's right for your financial life on your timeline. That's the piece. Financial jealousy messes with our financial timelines. It really does trigger this sense of you have to hurry, hurry, hurry to get something different, even if it's not right for your life. And so be careful of that, but get to the root of why something is bothering you. Sometimes the best way to do this is through journaling. Journaling is, I know, cheesy. A lot of people think it's overdone, but I think it's actually underused. So, journaling is really helpful because it allows you to just jot down all of your thoughts and feelings, even the seriously messed up ones where you would be embarrassed if anybody saw this. Write that stuff down. Triggers everything. Why is this bothering you so much? The more clear you can be on that, the more rational you can actually be with this decision. The more you can see that this is just a BS thing that you're telling yourself and you do not need to feel unfulfilled because somebody else has something great. So that comes from journaling. It takes a lot of practice. If you are embarrassed, that's normal. And that probably means you're being honest with yourself. If you're a little bit embarrassed about what you write down, but I think journaling is one of the best ways to start to get to the root of why something is bothering you. The last way that I think is probably most important to break free from financial jealousy is to train yourself to be everybody's biggest cheerleader. Be the person that's cheering loudest for your friends and family. Be the person that's the most supportive. That when you have, I don't know, the new house, you're the first person at the door with a bottle of champagne and you're ready to celebrate. You're cheering them on the loudest. When you can train yourself to be the biggest cheerleader, what you will find is that people will be a big cheerleader in your life too. That is so inspiring and makes people feel so great when instead of feeling defensive about, oh my gosh, I shouldn't share this, you can start to cheer people on man, it just makes everything so different. It improves your relationships. And more than anything, it starts to combat that because people are going to start cheering for you too. And sometimes a lot of financial jealousy comes from people not really cheering us on and feeling like we're not enough. A lot of times it does show up that way. It's it's dumb. We th- like It feels like we're in grade school, but ultimately it can make a big difference. So anytime you start to find yourself falling into that trap of really feeling a little bit of financial jealousy towards somebody for anything, What I want you to do is I want you to send them a card. I want you to call them. I want you to shout them out on social media. Whatever you need to do, I want you to cheer them on the loudest. I want you to be their biggest supporter. The other thing that really helps too is sometimes, especially with friends and family, it's really easy to cheer people on because you feel like maybe you were part of that inspiration or part of their story, or you're somehow affiliated with their life. When you feel that way, it's easy because their success is your success, Like kind of weird, right? But let's think about it this way. What if you are naturally a runner and all you do is run, run, run. Like you just, you run a few miles every day. That's just your thing. And your sister now decides, Hey, I'm going to start doing running too. Gets very, very into it and runs her first marathon. Now let's say hypothetically, you've never ran a marathon before, but you've always wanted to. She decides to do it before you that can trigger a little bit of jealousy. You could immediately be like, Oh my God, I'm the runner in the family. Why is she running? This is so crazy. It, it takes away that attention from you. And so again, grade school, I know, but sometimes this is what happens. So instead of getting defensive and feeling like, Oh, that's BS. I'm the person that's good at this cheer her on. That is such a simple example, but it shows up so many times in our lives. Be somebody's biggest cheerleader. Don't criticize them for getting the new car or the new house or the new business that they started years ago. And now it's finally kicking and butt and they're making great money. Don't be a naysayer, be a cheerleader, root for them, show them that you care about their success as well. And that ultimately you understand that their success means absolutely nothing about you. It is not a zero sum game. We have plenty of resources to go around. You can have a truly abundant life. Keep your eyes on your own lane and still support other people. That, in my opinion, is the best way to break free from financial jealousy. Now, I would love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me the biggest favor and leave a five-star review. This means so much to me. Let me know that you really resonated with this episode, and it means so much for me to just read your thoughts, your feelings, and see that this podcast is helping you. At the end of the day, my goal is to make sure that you are living your financial best life, no matter what that looks like for you. And I know that combating financial jealousy is really, really tough and really hard and something we all have to go through at some point in our lives. So I hope this episode has helped you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful for you listening in and I'm so grateful for all your messages about the podcast too. It means so much to me. I will see you on Friday for five tip Friday or next week for another episode of the money nerds podcast. Bye.